from the book of Isaiah, chapter 47, verse 17. This is what the Lord says, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord, your God, who teaches you what is good for you and leads you along the paths you should follow. Welcome to Crown Call Chosen Live Bible Study. Good evening, everybody. I just want to return the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, our soon coming King. Our glory and honor belongs to Him. It's a pleasure for us to be in this space once again. As I always say, I'm delighted to see for you guys to be here because we are all a part of one body, which is the body, the kingdom of God. So tonight, we're going to do it a little bit different tonight. We're going back to the book of Genesis. I think I am, that's something that I've been led to do. So we're going to start from Genesis chapter one. Let's see how we're going to get into chapter two. But we're not going to rush things. We're going to take it by scripture by scripture, um, verse by verse, sorry. So I'll hear what the Holy Spirit is leading us. And we trust that the Lord will unlock his mysteries to us. That is there that needs to be unlocked. So before we go any further, I just want to open up with a word of prayer. So Father, I just want to thank you this evening because you're God and you're mighty and there is no other God beside you. Lord, we thank you for the very bread that we breathe. Wherever we have sinned against you in word to us, these are naturally ask for forgiveness of our sins. But tonight, Lord God, we cover this airway, we eject the airway, the the lines for the Lord Jesus Christ, we command the Holy Spirit to take over. We come against every plans of the enemy. We nullify, we subdue the plans of the enemy right now in the name of Jesus. But Lord, we thank you for this space and this time that we are in your presence because your presence is always where we are gathered. Heavenly Father, you're in the midst. We ask for wisdom and understanding that comes from you. Unlock us, your mysteries of your kingdom, of your scriptures, of your word. Tonight, in the name of Jesus, all glory and all honor belongs to you and those that are assigned to join this Bible study, let them come forth now in the name of Jesus without any hindrance. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. So I want to do it a little bit different tonight because we're going to have an interactive session. And um, I was thinking that if I can have some readers tonight for chapter one from I just want an indication if somebody can read in Genesis chapter one from verses one to let me see how many verses there are somebody can take from genesis chapter one verses one to ten and then the other person can take from ten to twenty four and then somebody else take from there do i have any readers tonight i'm gonna do from one to ten first i can do from ten to twenty four anyone else sure i can read from twenty four to uh, 31. Thank you so much, Tina. Thank you, Pastor you can You may go, Pastor Leon. Okay. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, let there be light, and there was light, and God saw that the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day and the darkness called night. And the heavens and the morning were the first day. And God said, let there be a firmament 
in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. And God called the firmament heaven and the evening and the morning were the second day. And God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place and let the, the dry land appear and it was so. And God called the dry land earth and the gathering together of the waters called he seas. And God saw that it was good. Here ended the reading of God's word. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind, and God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the third day. And God said, let there be light in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. And let them be for light in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. And God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that had life and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created great whales and every living creature that move it, which the water brought forth abundantly after their kind and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the sea and let let the fowl multiply in the earth. And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. And God said, let the earth bring forth the living creatures after his kind, cattle and creeping things and beasts of the earth after his kind. And it was so. Amen. And God made the beasts of the earth after his kind and the cattle after their kind and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind and God saw that it was good and God said let us make man in our image after our likeness let them have dominion over the fish of the sea over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth so God created man in his own image in the image of God he created him 
male and female, created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth and every tree in which the fruit of a tree yielding seed to you, it shall be for meat and to every beast of the earth and to every fowl of the air and to every thing that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life. I have given every green herb for meat and it was so. And God saw everything that he had made and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. May the Lord add a blessing to his reading of his holy word. Amen. Thank you very much, everybody. Um, I just want us to go back from Genesis 1. I'm reading from the NLT version. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. I want us to highlight the word heavens and then the earth. That's verses one. Verses two, the earth was formless, identified underlying formless and empty and darkness covered the deep waters. And then we are going to go to the part where it says, and the spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the water. So let's take it from there. In the beginning, God created the heavens. It was not heaven. It was what? Heavens. 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 So what is that telling us tonight? There is not just one. It's more than one. There's more than one heaven and the earth. So if God created the heavens and the earth, where is God? Where, do, where, where does God live? I know this is a very deep, really, really deep thing. I The first time I read Genesis, is like, okay, it was never like this. Yeah. So... I've never really went into study. Then I keep reading the Lord keeps sending me back here for a little while, but not now. And then when I went back to the again, the heavens. If God created the heavens and the earth, where does our Father resides above the heavens and the earth? Isn't that so? Verses two, the earth was formless, empty. Darkness covered the deep waters. Earth. It was formless, it was empty and darkness. I just want us to picture something here. And then we see something happening whereby the spirit of God comes upon the dark area. Let's picture this. Something is formless, it's empty. And then the spirit of God comes upon it. The Bible said it is the spirit of God. And wherever the spirit of God is, it is God. So God come in the form of his spirit because he the spirit of god is god and the spirit of god over over the the surface of the water that formless that empty place and then if we go to verses three then god said let there be light but let's take this a little bit deeper if the spirit of god which is god there it would have still it would have been in a place whereby 
everything would have been dark and empty. But for anything to happen, it must have the Spirit of God. And this is a very interactive Bible study, so you guys can, you know, just stop. If you need me to stop and say, and you just want to say something, you just indicate by the raising of your hands. But the place, it was an empty place. It was dark. It was a place whereby nothing was not happening. But then the Spirit of God enters in. And when the Spirit of God enters in, something happened. Let's go farther with this. Something happened in verses 3. Then God spoke. The Bible said the Spirit of God was hovering over the water. Look how we know that it is God. Verses 3 clearly say to us, then God said. That means God speak. I want to back up something because I'm a very, I'm a person like this. And when I get a download from God, I will release it. I know we're in a Bible study, but what is it that is looking dark? What is it that is looking formless? What is looking that looks like no hope? Nothing is going to come out of it. Are you releasing or are we releasing the spirit of God and allowing the Lord to speak? Are we doing that? Yes. And the spirit of God, after the spirit of God is on the waters, in the surface of the water, what is so important about water? Water is very important. Water is the oldest thing on the earth because that is from the beginning. It's all in each and every one of us. So when God came in the form of a spirit and then he speak, he had to part something, but let's go farther. The spirit of God said, let there be light. No matter what is darkness you have to release light for anything to manifest good there must be light but what type of light it has to be the light of god not just any light first let us look let's take it but we're going to make a, a pattern it was a formless place an empty place then the spirit of god the which is god because this is the verses three said and god said let there be light and there was light. Whenever the spirit of God is upon something, there's possibility. There's the manifestation of whatever you want to see them that is in align with God. And let there be light. And God saw that the light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness. The two can go together. No way that the two can go together. There has to be a separation. You're either on the light side or on you're on the dark side. Because it was dark and then the spirit of God came. Then God spoke and then light came. Yes, they're going to have situation that is going to be dark. But whenever your God steps in, whenever the spirit of God is in that situation, speak light. Speak the change. Speak the will of the Lord. Under the will of the Lord, it is light. Verses 5 said, God called the light day and the darkness night. And evening passed and the morning came. I want to stop us to give us a highlight about something. That's what you call the first day. Nothing just don't happen like that. Let's, let's, let me put it very clear as I can put it. Before 
everything happened. God had a plan. God had a plan. I want us to remind us something. David said he, um, he teaches to number our days, right? It means that our days are limited. That's why it's wise for us to number them. That's two. And when we number our days, because that's scriptural, we must have a plan. So we see God came on the scene and God prepared everything. God worked with a plan. And because God had a plan, he appointed something. And what was the appointment that we saw there? God came, on a, God came on the scene by his spirit. So when people were saying God was not there, the spirit of God was always there from the beginning. He came on the scene into a dark place. Nothing was not happening. In the eyes of us, we will, we will say it's a place that is no hope. It's doomed. He appointed something because when the spirit of God is upon something, it has to be movement. So he appointed, and the Bible said, he called the light day and he called the dark night. So let us, let us put this into our life. What are we supposed to do? Not appoint our day as well? Because if God can do that, and we are children of God, we must do likewise. And how are we going to do that? By prayers. Let's go further. First of all, we see something here. God brought something into existence the first day. We can pray something that doesn't exist into existence. This is clearly showing us that. I want to pause here to if anybody have anything that they want to say, because I don't want to jump ahead. And if anybody's confused, just let me know and let us just go through this. We're going to come through this very fine. So I'm pa pausing a little bit and ask if anybody has anything that they want to say. Please just let me know. To Penella, um, this is um, Professor Gigi. You hear me? Yes, I'm hearing you, Professor Gigi. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, okay, uh, one of the things that when it says heavens and earth, and especially now in our day when we have scientific evidence, at that time, you know, this, is, this was um, written to simple people, basically. They didn't have the science that we have now. But if we check, uh, we know scientifically, you mentioned heavens and the earth. There's um, several universes. We're not the only universe. That's, that's already been established, you know, scientifically um, that there's several universes. So when people say, especially when we think about, you know, how people will say about the Big Bang, that everything was just created by a Big Bang, to a certain extent, when God said, so be it, so be light, so be this, so be that, you know, as we go through the days, we see that he created through his word. There, there, if that's a bang, it could be, but there's a banger. 
You know, there cannot be a bang without a banger. There cannot be a bang without somebody creating that bang. So sometimes when people say, oh, the universe was created by a big bang or some other kind of uh, phenomenon, we have to realize that the only phenomenon is God because he created everything with his word. And one of the other things that um, it says the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Basically, what you were saying, you know, there water was um, water was there when God was there. He created water first than anything, because water is life giving too, and that's why God says, you know, He is the water of life. Whoever drinks from Him shall not thirst. So we can see that everything that God created actually has a reason for it, has a, has a uh, cause and purpose. And when he made the light, when, when there was light, we can, you know, an example is for um, when we go into, when there's a dark room and we open the door and we, we go from a lighted room into a dark room, you can see that the light goes into the dark, but that darkness does not seep into the light. Cause I, you know, when, you know, when we get up in at night and we turn the light on and then we might go to another room that's dark. When we open that door to that dark room, that light goes in there, but that darkness does not come out. So that means that the light of God is is stronger than the darkness. So everything that God created has a purpose and has a reason for being. And especially scientifically, um, I think what happens is that the, the, the word of God is, is more important than science because now we know that everything that God said in, in Genesis has a, has a scientific background. At the time when it was written, you know, and even now when people talk about the Bible, they say, oh, how can you believe the Bible? How can you believe what it says in there? There is now science can prove that a lot of the, the things that happened in the Bible were actually are actually credible. So I, I just wanted to kind of, you know, specify that. Thank you. Professor Gigi, anyone else? And that's great. That is so. That is you're absolutely right. I I agree with that. But the 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 ultimate is it all points back to him. We can kind of weed it down to the cellular level, the minute level, even that minute level, it all points to him. So when, when we're having the scientific discussion or, or whatever being taught these days in school, I mean, it was the evolution. It was the, the um, they've come up with all types of reasons, but with the reasonings that they come up with, it had to come from somewhere. And it all points back to him. Yes, definitely, most definitely. That's so true. Let's go on to verse eight. Not, 
Everything starts with God and ends with him. He's the what? The alpha and the omega. He's the beginning and the ending of everything. And God always, God has a plan for everything, trust me. Um, verses eight, then God said, let there be a space between the waters to separate the waters of the heavens from the waters of the earth. Hmm, very interesting. And that is what happened. God made this space to separate the waters of the earth from the waters of the heaven. God called the space high. And the evening passed and morning came. Let's, I, I just want us to get something clear here before we go. I need an answer from everybody. When does the new day begin? Please don't go silent on me. When does the new day begin? Anybody? And when you say the new day began, well, I mean, can you expound on that a little bit? Okay. Because I can tell you my new day begins every time I wake up in the morning. Ah. Mm. Most people will say that, that the day begins at, at daylight, right? Everybody would say, okay, the new, day, the new day starts at 6 in the morning or 12, you know. Anybody have anything different? Everybody's quiet on me. Okay, let me say this to you. For those that have, knows about the Hebrew, right? There's all this. Why does the Bible say an evening pass and morning came? Making, marking the first day. Let's get this out of the way. Which one comes first, the day or the night? The night. Because night came before the day. Thank you, Tina. Anyone else? Anyone else have anything that I want to say before I answer the question? Okay, let me say this. Tina's absolutely right. Most people would say that the day comes first and night, and night comes after. It's the other way around. But with God, if we look at if we look at the reading of God's word, we will see. If we say that day comes first, it, it, it shows us that the day leads to night and then everything goes from light to darkness. And it was never like that. What God said was darkness and then there were light. So let's look at this. And it shows that if, if we're going to say that it's going to be day first and then night, then mean everything is going to get darker. Everything is going to is in the process of getting dark, which is not so by God's word. Because that's the way, you know, we know it as the world, that's how the world knows us. It's supposed to be that we go from day to night, from youth to aging, from strength to weakness. That's how we, we were taught. Well, let me give you a, a revelation of something. I need to add, I know that everybody's silent. This, this is our space, let us be ourselves. Sunset begins the new day. And if, the, if we look at it, and the evening passed and the morning came, marking the first day. Isn't that the Bible? That's not what the Bible said. 
But it's not just about the Jewish holiday. It's also about every biblical day in the Bible. Each day begins at sunset. There's always an evening and then there's a morning. The world moves from day to night. But in the, with God, it's the opposite. It goes from night to day. So it goes from darkness to light. That made me take it a little bit different here. Hmm. I hope everybody's understanding. What will you live from? The children of the world, they live a life from like this, from day to night. But the children of God live a life from night to day. When we are when we are born again, we move from darkness to what? Light. Because in when you're in God, you comes you come out of darkness into His what is marvelous light. That's why. Let me. I know I'm getting a little bit deep, but let me say this: the Bible said, when you you know He's He's perfect in our weakness. I'm just paraphrasing here. When you're having a situation. The world, you know, the system of the world will have it okay. You're supposed to operate a certain way. You're supposed to retaliate. You're supposed to do this. And if you don't do that, you're weak. But the word of God said, I am perfect in your weakness. If we read the Bible carefully, many times when God is going to deliver his people is in their weakness, he gives them, bring them out and give them, give them victory. But in the world eyes, when you do not operate, or you do not, when you do not retaliate, you're weak. But in God's eyes, that's a mystery. And from night to day, it's a mystery to God as well. We're going farther with this. You move from weakness to strength. From despair to hope. From guilt to innocence. From tears to joy. From death to life. And every night in our life, I'm just using night represents a lot of things. Night is a mystery. Because the Bible is full of mystery. We all have season in our life. It seems like a night season. But be, when there's always a night, there's a dawn coming. That's why we cannot live the, our life like the world. We got to live it different. That's why we always have to move from darkness to light. I want to take this a little bit deeper so we can have a revelation of something. The Tamid. That's the Hebrew word, right? Whenever Jesus was going to do a sacrifice, right? When he's going to, he's going to do something. When Jesus and the entire, his disciples, when did they meet? And he did the last supper. Had somebody told me, what, when was that? Was it a daytime or an evening? I think it was in the evening. It was the evening. It was the evening when he did the last supper. Perfect. So, it is the evening sacrifice. If you notice with the Jewish customs, right? Whatever they started, or not just the Jews, with the biblical way, everything, as I said, starts from the evening. That's why there's eight watches of the day. When in the Bible, we notice that, well, we, when we go further, you will know. But for those, we all read the Bible before. We know stuff about the Bible. The sacrifice. There's different types of sacrifice. There's an offering. 
which is a sacrifice in the morning lamb. Then there's an evening lamb. But the tamid, it's a Hebrew word. And the day begins at sunset. If we go to verses six, when God separated the space to, the Bible said, okay, let me go to verses seven. And that was what happened. God made this space to separate the waters from the earth and the waters of heaven. And God called it sky. And then the evening passed and morning came, marking the second day. So we're going back, we're making a lot of light from the top. It was darkness, the earth was empty, the spirit of God, which is God, in the form of his spirit. And then he said, let there be light. And when there's a light, there's a separation. Every, there must be when, as Marie, Miss Polly, uh, Professor Gigi, sorry, was saying, and it's, she was accurate with the light. The light enters the room. Well, let, let, let's look at this like this. When you pull light out of the room, what takes over? Darkness. I know we're on a Bible study, but I just have to be me. If we keep pulling God out of stuff, what is going to take over? Darkness is going to take over. And I love that, what you, how you use it, Professor Gigi. So if we keep pulling the, the spirit of God out of stuff or we keep moving the things of God or the word of God out of something, what is going to take over? Darkness. Because the, bar, the word of God said at the entrance of the God's word bringeth light. So God has to do a separation. He calls, he separate the, the, um, the waters from the heaven and the waters from the sky. And the, the earth, sorry, he, made, he called it sky. Verses 9, now God said, let the waters beneath the sky flow together in one place so that the ground may appear. God has to do a separation. And when he does that, he, he puts things in place. What God was setting up here, he appointed his days. We see God didn't just come and say, okay, I'm going to let, let, let me think about, okay, what I'm going to do with the second day. God already had a plan in place. And that's why we as children of God, we must have a plan. That's why David said, teach me to number my days. You must work with a plan. Each and every one of us has a time span on the earth to fulfill the plan that God is putting us before he places in our mother's womb. Nowhere in the Bible, we saw that God said, mm, let me think what I'm going to do today. He, were, he, had, he had the plan already. The plan had already existed, but he was bringing the plan to fruition. He was speaking it into being. He was decreeing and legislating and, and everything moved because with, you can have the word of God, but if you don't have the spirit of God in that word, it is not going to move unless you have the spirit. There's some people coming. I'm just saying this. There's some people calling on the name of the Lord, but they do not have the spirit of God. We can do nothing without God's spirit. He said to his disciples, I am leaving, but I'm sending the Holy Spirit, which is the comforter, which is the spirit of God. Unless we have the spirit of God, or unless anything has the spirit of God in it, it will not work. And then we see here that God's work goes forth and it, was, it accomplished everything that he spoke because God's work cannot come back to him. But it must accomplish everything. 
because God's word carries his weight, it carries his spirit. Everybody's quiet on me. Anyone have anything to say? Amen. So he said, let the waters beneath the sky flow together in one place. God is setting up a system now, a, a system now. And the dry, so that the dry ground appear, it must be accepted. The waters had to push back in the earth so that there's ground. Because this is a time whereby it, God is preparing the place to be fruitful. Let's go on. And that is what happened. God called the ground land. Well, let us look at something. The heavens obey and the earth obey. Isn't that something that, isn't that a mystery? The water separates from the, the waters of the, the heavens and the earth. And he said that shall be called sky. But if you look at the mystery, he did not go to the, the waters flow. He did not go to the waters on the earth. He started with the waters in the heaven. So isn't that a mystery about something? Let us, let us, let us pull this thing up further. Didn't Jesus say something to his disciples when they were asking how to pray? He said on what? He gave them a model prayer on earth as it what is in heaven. It, is, it has to be established in the heavens and then the earth. And what did God do? He didn't do the other way around. He did it. In the, he started with the heavens. He said, and let's go back to verse 6. Let there be a space between the waters to separate the waters of the heavens. Heaven, it did not say earth first, it said heavens from the waters of the earth. And that is what happened and God, and God made this space to separate the waters of the earth from the waters of heaven. And God called the space sky. And even in past, the morning came, marking the second day, is first establishing heaven before the earth. We are in verses 9 now of Genesis 1, chapter 1. Then God said, let the waters beneath the sky flow, which is the earth, into one place and let ground appear. So there must be, let's unlock this mystery together. There must be a manifestation in the heavenly realm. And that's why earth, oh my gosh. Mm. I'm sorry. The tongues want to come out. Oh my gosh. There must be an establishment in the heavens before there's an establishment in the earth. Whatever you command from the heaven, it must be released on earth. Look at this. Look at, let's look at the communication now. And what happened? God called the dry ground land and the waters sea. And God saw that it was good. Then, oh my gosh. God looks at his plan and he speaks his plan into existence. And he saw that the plan that he had was good. Verses 11, and God said, let the land sprout with vegetation. Didn't I say a few minutes ago or a few seconds ago that it has, it's a time for fruitfulness. And every sort of seed bearing plant and three grew seed bearing fruits look at this mystery every sort of seed bearing plant 
and tree that grows seed. So that means you're supposed to be fruitful and keep multiplying because everything must have a seed so that the seed can, oh, mm. these are all mysteries. We are supposed to be fruitful. We are supposed to bear fruits for God. What there's, I think most of the persons on this line are women, mothers. We, we, we produce, we bear children and they bear children, children. Isn't that the cycle? God did not say every sort of seed. He said seed bearing plant so that, okay, when this happened, it's going to bear more. It's going to be a, a, a multiplication, not a subtraction. And then it said trees that grow seed bearing fruits because it's, they are supposed to produce, keep producing all the time. The seeds will then produce, my gosh, I didn't even read this. The seed will then produce the kinds of plants and trees from which they came. Look at that. We are our father's children. We are we are we are to, we are to produce sorry or produce after him. Are we doing that? If you guys have a question, just stop me. I don't want to run fast track anything. And then and that is what happened. Verses 12, and the land produced vegetation, all sort of seed bearing plants and trees with seed bearing fruit. And their seeds produced plants and trees of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. And the evening passed and morning came, marking the third day. Does anyone has anything to say? Please don't be quiet on me. You're running with it. Keep it going. I just want to find something. Just give me a minute. That came across my mind. And even in verses 14, and God said, let light appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. And let them be signs to mark the season and days and years. And let these lights in the sky shine down on earth and that is what happened and god made a great light the larger one to govern the day and the smaller one to govern the night he also made the stars and god set the light in the sky to shine to, to light the earth to govern the day and night and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. I just want to stop it. Just give me a minute. I just want to take in something that is ministering to me. So, let light appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. And let them be signs to mark the seasons. So, light marks seasons and days and years. So, that's the next mystery. So light must shine down from the sky. So everything God does must have light. Must have light. And it also must manifest signs in one of the seasons, the years. Season, days, and years. 
So this is, this is something that is very interesting. Everything has a season, then it has days, and then it has years. I have a question for each and every one of us. What are the seasons we are in? Or what season are you in? If we are in a season, it moves from season to days and to year. So if the season seems, let me put it this way, in the Caribbean, we will, we will say out of place. Who is living inside of us, the greater one? We are the children of God. What are we supposed to do? We carry his DNA. We carry that we are walking. We walk with the power of God in us. So seasons can change. Days can change and years can change. And it all goes back to light. Not just any light, but the light of God. If we do not produce the light of God, even the artificial light will carry darkness because it's not of God. The light of God dispels darkness. The light of God, I don't know why the Holy Spirit has me stressed, but the light of God dispels darkness. And for God to, God to have us in seasons and, year, and days and years, he has to get rid of the darkness. I want us to go to verses 20. Then God said, let the waters warm the fish and the other life. And let the skies be filled with birds of every kind. So God created a great sea creatures and every living thing and every sort of bird, each producing offspring of the same kind. We are supposed to bear fruits, but not any fruits. We are supposed to produce of the same kind. We are supposed to produce of our father. We are supposed to be fruitful and multiply. Here he's saying it again. We are supposed to have or manifest of the same kind. Because we are a separation. And I don't know why the Holy Spirit has me putting this in the context of the church, the body of Christ as well, and even us individually. We are supposed to produce the fruits of our Father. Nothing else and nothing less. And we are supposed to manifest the light of God that dispel darkness. And I want to challenge each and every one of us. Let us be that light in our family. We are, we must do that. Not just only in our family, but in our neighborhood, in our, in our workplace, even in our church. We have to manifest the light of God. And the lights of God also mean carrying out his assignment, standing on righteousness, producing what he has called us to produce. Because every other thing is producing off of their own kind. And that's a mystery. You're going to produce off of your own kind. Verses 21. No, verses 22. Then God blessed them, saying, be fruitful and multiply. Let the fish fill the seas and let the bird multiply the earth. And even in past, when morning came, making it the fifth day. I want to understand the mystery of the fifth day. Just give me a minute. I'm trying to find the fifth day. Do anybody know about the Feast of Trumpets? 
I've heard of it. That's that's a mystery whereby, and it's not just only a mystery, it's a time whereby the Feast of Trumpet, I'm just going to be short with that, is where it foretells the songing of the trumpet. It's like it ends the age. That's what, that's one of the meaning of it. I want to establish something. I have to go into the other verses, then I'm going to come back and I'm going to show you something, show you guys something. Then God said, let's go to 24. Then God said, let the earth produce every sort of animal, each producing offsprings of the same kind. Livestock, small animals, just scurry along the ground and wild animals. And that is what happened. God made all sorts of wild animals, livestock, small animals, each able to produce offspring of the same kind. And God said it was good. Verses 26, then God said, let us make human beings. I know this is going to get very ticklish in this part. If your Bible has something different, just let me know because I'm reading from the NLT Bible. He said, let us make human beings in our, not in my, he said, in our image to be like us. So who was God talking to? Mm. I stop here to hear if anybody have any question. Just indicate to me if your Bible, if your Bible have my, just let me know in terms of if some, some, the different other versions of the Bible might have a different thing. For verses 26, when God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. Hmm. So if your Bible have my instead of ours, our, just let me know. No, mine I, I wouldn't let, say. Let us, sorry. Mine have let us make mankind in our image. Okay. I'm reading from the, the um <coughs> excuse me the application version. Okay. Tina? Sure, yeah. Mine says ours, but I always was confused even as a child because it goes to verse chapter one and then over to chapter two, where he formed us from the ground and I was like why did he have to do it twice so I'm not sure who he was talking to do you think God was alone when he was making the, the heaven, um, form in no. the um... no anybody else no I don't think he was alone I think he was well, that's uh, indicative of the Trinity. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yeah. So, um, oh, okay. Let me just get this piece in. So let's 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 go. Let's let's go forward on something. Do you guys believe that the Messiah was on the earth before? I know this is going to be very ticklish. Anybody have any? I just need an answer. Well, I know that, you know, we read where the spirit was hovering over the creation. And mm -hmm. so 
I don't know if we can say that the Messiah was on the earth then because we didn't need a Messiah then because sin hadn't arrived yet during that time. So if we're going with the Trinity, then yeah, because he was in the beginning. Um, but I don't, he wasn't the Messiah. He was the son and, you know, um, from the time you started and up to where you stopped, I see God was establishing some principles so as to accommodate his next move which would have been the preparation for making man in his image. Everything that he would have done day after day after day was uniquely established so that now in this day and time, we who are actually living, who are actually facing different things in our lives, we can now use Genesis from the beginning to, we can bring things or call things into existence. So, I'm saying that God sets up a principle. It wasn't, it wasn't just for, for him, but it was for the, the man that he was going to make in his image. Um, the, the, the most outstanding thing is that Everything was done because of the Spirit of God. And I, I believe tonight that once we allow ourselves to, thank you, Holy Spirit, to be led by that Spirit, I believe we could be able, because I think earlier you asked a question um let me see if we could remember the question. Um I think it had to do with when you asked if are we speaking to our situation? Am I correct? Yes, I did ask that question. Good. And 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 there we see God spoke and things fall into place. And so he was establishing that principle so that when he moved to the next step, which would be the, 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 the creating of, 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 of man, they must also follow that principle. But somewhere along the line, it gets messed up. So that, 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 the Spirit of God just 
drop them my special details. I'm gonna just share it. So that's my take. I don't know how the other song to you. I was just trying to digest what you were saying at first. So that's my take. Okay, thank you. Thank you for sharing. Okay, um, someone asked, uh, was the Messiah already? Yes, I asked that question. I did. Okay, in Colossians, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. Thank you so much for so, that. <laughs> before, you know, anything existed, um, you know, Christ, we know him as the Messiah because he's the visible man, Messiah, you know, sent from God to save us. But he was in existence, you know, with the Father and the, and the Holy Spirit. So he was there before the creation of the earth and the universe and everything else that you know was brought into existence by the word of god because you know in john it says christ is the word of god he is the word so he was in the beginning before even the beginning of man and everything else everything created so that's you know my response to that. Um, Professor Gigi, I, as I said, I love that. I was going to use those very two scriptures. Christ was always at the beginning. And when we go to the order of Melchizedek, we're going to see something else. We're going along, but he was always there, but he came, he take on the form of humanity to redeem us. Let's look at something in this mystery. Man was made on the sixth day. You remember I said to you that sunset starts a new day. So most time people will say that the, the, the Christ died on a Friday. But in the, in the biblical way, the sunset starts the new day. So it would be a Thursday. I'm just saying something. Man was made on the sixth day. Look at the mystery. On the sixth day, Christ died, right? And that's the, that's the same day with humanity. I want to clear this up before we go any further. We saw the Last Supper in the, in the New Testament. And that happened at sunset when he was with his disciple. And then he became the Passover lamb. You remember when Christ went out into the Garden of Gethsemane and they arrested him there? Well, we get into Adam and Eve. Remind me to go back to this. It was in the garden that Adam and he fell. Christ went out in the garden and then he was arrested. It's a mystery that needs to be unlocked. And then they put him on trial and they condemn him to death. That's the fall. Let's go to something. What is the day of man? It means what is the day man was created. It was the sixth day. And was the sixth day that the Messiah was put to death. And it was from sunset to sunset. It means, it means life. When Christ died or when Christ was put to death, we were brought back to life. 
redeemed. You're going to understand the mystery when we go to Adam. I'm just leaving that there to tickle your ears. Let's go to verse 27. God created human beings in his image and likeness. So Christ was always on the scene. He was always there from the beginning. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. So if, I don't want to use the word if, we are created in God's image. We are created to be like him. Operate like him. Well, there's a difference because of the fall of man. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful. And let me say this. this is, whenever you see this in the Bible, it's a prophetic word. Fruitful doesn't only mean to make children. It doesn't only mean that. So I, I want us to highlight verses 28 in your Bibles. Like if you have a sticky, put a sticky note to it. And this can be a prophetic word over your life, over your generation that you're speaking. Because we will see this back when Joseph blessed um, Jacob was being blessed in his generation. God said, bless, God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. We are called to fill the earth with God's glory and to govern. The kingdom of God is not supposed to go into our closet, but the kingdom of God is supposed to govern, not as a dictator, but to decree and declare the things of the Lord and let it stand. When you're governing something, you're taking your, it's a system. God always established system. So we were in God's plan before he speaking into being. That's to show you that God works with a plan. That's why we can make a plan and pray those things into existence and see God do them. So I want us to stop here and just say something. We are fruitful. Our generation is fruitful and we are multiplying and we are filling the earth and we govern it in the name of Jesus. Then he said, reign over the seas in the sea. Rain, rain over the fish in the sea, the birds in the air, and all animals that are along the ground. Then God said, look, I have given you every seed bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your fruit food. God has given us what you call dominion. What is happening to us, the people of God? It looks like we are not having no dominion. He gave us the control of everything because God has given us the responsibility of the earth. And I, if I, I know that I'm correct, he said in Psalms 104, he gave us dominion over the earth because we are made in what is image and his likeness. We are made in what is image and likeness. So when we are, we are his children, we have dominion. God gave us dominion to rule the earth, to govern it. Then God said to them, no, verses 30. I have given you every green plant as food for all the wild animals, all the wild animals, the birds in the sky and the small animals that scurry along the ground, everything that has life and that and that is what happened. 
God looked over all he made and he saw that it was very good. And even in past and morning came marking the sixth day. The sixth day is very important to God. We're going to stop here for now before we get into verse chapter two next week. But it shows us that God has given us dominion. It shows us, let's go back from the, 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 the ladder that we had. It was empty. It was dark. The spirit of God moved across the earth. Then he said, let there be light. And light came. That's what he said. Let there be light. And light came. And he made a separation. And let me say this here. For God to use us effectively, we cannot be on both sides. We either stand in the light, which is righteousness, which is holiness, which is truth, and have our dominion. The minute we are in both places or in darkness, we cannot have dominion. Or if we're going to be on both sides of the fence. Because God gave us authority. What is happening with our authority that God has given to us? He said to Jeremiah, I taught you to tear down, to pull down, to subdue and to, and to plan because God has given us the authority because we are in his image and likeness. So what is happening with our authority? I leave us with this tonight. What is happening with the authority of God's people? He gave us power. For you to have dominion, you have to have power and the power of God, the light of God is I just want us to just be silent for a few minutes and ponder on this. What is the authority that God gave us? What, what is going on with our authority? And tonight, we are going to end with this, and then we're going to get into chapter two on Monday again. Any questions? Anything anybody wants to add? Um, I just want to say that, you know, in summary, Genesis 1 speaks about, you know, creation, how God created the sky, the seas, the land. He put forth the sun, the moon, the stars, basically everything that we know in the universe. And we know that, um, you know, God set up the laws of science and he made sure that his word doesn't contradict those laws. That's basically what it is. He said, you know, during the night, we're going to have the moon. During the day, we'll have the sun. And then, you know, um, but one of the things is that this guy, Johannes Kepler, he was a famous mathematician and astronomer. He, he once said, science is simply thinking God's thoughts after him. So what God created, even though man sometimes tries to intervene and he tries to mess it up or he tries to do something with it, unless God permits that, when God established his laws for the universe, when he established his laws for man, when he established his laws for us, nothing can change that unless he allows it. And that's how, you know, the universe has been created. So basically, um, you know, I would say whatever his word says, even though in that time, you know, people didn't understand science like we do now, I always say now science proves exactly what what he said you know god's thoughts we prove them 
because God already established those laws. He already established the science and we just find them out. We just find the laws of physics. We find, you know, it's not man who finds them. It's that God already created them and, and man just follows through with them. Basically, you know, that's, that's what I want to say on that. I think we have a lot of people that are trying to be God-like. And that's where our demise is. I think of the Tower of Babel, where they're trying to be God-like or even be better than God, which is impossible. And the rule and have dominion over all. I think the world as we see it now is taking that a whole lot further than what God had intended. And we're operating out of his will. Anyone else? If not, I'll just close this in a word of prayer. So Father, we just want to thank you tonight because we thank you for this experience. We thank you for this time in your presence. And Lord, we thank you that you, from, you are with us from the beginning to the end. But Lord, help us to find our way back to you the way you're called and created us to because we are your image. We are made in your image, your image, your image, Lord God. Unlock your mysteries to us, oh God, even as we go further. But Lord God, even every situation that is around us, even in the world today, we speak the light of God. We decree the light of the Lord. We decree wholeness. We decree righteousness. We decree holiness. Lord, bring back your church in alignment because it starts from your church. Lord, we decree wherever we go, we walk as light, light dispelling dark darkness in the name of Jesus. And we decree today that everything that is dark around us in our family, family members that are going off in the wrong path, the spirit of God arrest them. The spirit of God arrest every situation in our homes, in the body of Christ. And let the spirit of God bring light, bring transformation, bring holiness, whatever your spirit brings, Lord God, that it's an alignment with your perfect will. Lord, so let it be. Let the light of God, the spirit of God come, come in, into our heart and have its way, removing every dark because our righteousness is like filthy wrath. So Lord, today have your way and let your spirit be over the schools, over the government. We release the spirit of God to move like never before, to shift to transform or to tear down and to build up with righteousness, with the light of God. Father, even our neighborhood, Lord, because God, the feelings that is upon this earth is not nice right now. But when we decree, Lord God, that anything that wants to take your word out, let the light of God, let the Holy Spirit remove it because your word stands. And tonight, Lord God, we speak to every situation because it shows us that we have dominion to speak in alignment with the will of God and see things transform. Lord, let there be testimonies on this line that when we meet again, that we can testify of what the Spirit of the, of the, Spirit of the Lord did and is doing. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, as we ended, I'm going to ask that God be with you until we meet again. 
and I loved you, and ain't nothing you can do about it. <laughs> Amen and hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining Crown Call Chosen for Bible Study. If you were not able to join this Bible study, you can still listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. As always, send your prayer requests to CPL at crazyprayerladies.com. Please join Crown Call Chosen for Bible study next week on Monday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Zoom. For more details, email cpl at crazyprayerladies.com.